0: Hey all you sexy bookworms, welcome to this special episode of Shit We've Read After Dark. This episode features spicy, mature content, and the topics discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Please, take care as you listen. Now, light some candles and make yourself comfortable as we get ready to go deep.
1: Deep into this book, that is.
0: (laughs) We hope this episode is as
1: good for you as it was for us. (laughs) Hello and welcome to another episode of Shit We've Read After Dark. We are here to discuss the book Good Deeds by Catherine Moon. But first, my name is Laura Benson and I'm here with my... Co-hosts. First up, I have Emma Skies. Hello.
0: Oh, I'm first. I wasn't ready. Hi. <laughs>
1: Hello. I don't
0: know why I assumed I was going to be last. What? Why would you be last? I don't know. But I'm. <laughs> I, you know what? I appreciate that you have picked me first. I I feel appreciated and Aww. I feel loved.
1: Aww. And I'm happy to be here. We love having you here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next. <laughs> Next up, we have Bella. Hello, welcome back. Hello,
2: I'm second. Second <laughs> is the best. Just saying. So.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, last and definitely not least, I would say everybody is sure. on the same level. You Love all your mates equally. Jason, hello.
3: yeah, <laughs> third's the nerd. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> talk about some robot sex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No. uh yes <laughs> we will
0: get to that <laughs> if anybody didn't know what they were here for now you know
1: yes
3: uh, oh yes. spoiler See?
2: alert <laughs> spoiler alert thanks Rico, you for clicked ruining on this episode yeah you and, just ruined
1: everything,
3: everything. Sorry. Yeah, it's
2: a dark episode wait a wait a for a...
3: anybody who thought this was the pride and prejudice episode it is not this is very wow dark. sorry <laughs> yeah. can we Unless read Mr. an Darcy... erotic
0: pride and prejudice retelling
1: absolutely
2: sure yeah. it, it, yes actually. please Ooh. please I want
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> we got some time to research it now. Before we do get into this book, um, what's everyone drinking? Jason, since you were last, let's start with you.
3: Sure. Um, I, I normally try to make a, a themed drink. I, I didn't this time. Um, I just grabbed something from the fridge, and I am drinking a watermelon ranch Water? Water. Uh, watermelon ranch. Well, let me hold it up to the camera. so uh, my I'm sorry. Is that see.
0: non-alcoholic? Am I the no, only the, one no, no, drinking? No, no, no. no, no it's, 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 tequila. it's
3: tequila. It's tequila.
0: Oh, okay. All right. It's
3: tequila okay. with uh, water, oh, and water and soda water and watermelon juice. Um, it sounds good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's uh it's tequila, so it's good.
2: It's basically water for Rico. Yeah. Emma. There absolutely.
3: Rico. Absolutely. We should
2: still shame <laughs> him for not warming <laughs> sure. up it's with It's only 5.9%,
3: which is basically zero for me.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could, you could, you could work on 5.9%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Bella, what about you? What are you drinking? Me?
2: Oh, nothing. I'm drinking tea. I didn't, I didn't sleep well last night. And then I also don't have any alcohol in my house. So tis. I was at the grocery store. I saw the big bottles of wine. I forgot. That's on me. For uh-huh. anybody Next listening time. to the
0: audio podcast, we lost video with Rico for a minute and then it decided to unfreeze <laughs> right in the middle of his striptease.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, I had a feeling that was going to happen. I
1: almost <laughs> said something, but I
0: was
2: like,
3: I was like let, let me use this opportunity to take off some clothes and <laughs> of course the internet's like, bad, we got you.
2: But I just want to say that is on theme for the book, so yeah, good, job. Sure. good job. Good <laughs> job. You recovered nicely from the mix-up with the alcohol. Uh, Speaking of giant bottles of wine, Emma, what are you drinking?
0: I am drinking what I'm always drinking—a bottle of Barefoot Pink Moscato that is quite literally taller than my head. It's very, very heavy. It It took uh, all of the strength that I hold in my body to get the fucking cork out of this thing. But here we are. You know what? I'm I'm good. And this is—I—I usually—I feel like I make it through like three glasses of wine in one of these recordings, and that'll be like not even a third of this bottle.
2: Wow. No, I think you go through not even a full bottle in our whole season.
0: Yeah, I I drank the last one. Like I finished the last one in our last episode and it like, this is the only time I drink. I'm like, kind of like a social (laughs) drinker. Like I don't drink much. And so the only time this bottle of wine comes out is these episodes. So this will hold me for it takes it It takes a while.
1: If you're going three drinks every four months, it's not a lot of wine. But hey, I mean, that saves money.
3: Barefoot Moscato, the official drink of Shit We read after dark.
1: Honestly, Barefoot begging.
2: sponsor us begging. begging for that sponsorship.
1: We would, I would drink it if it. it was always in my house. I'm just There's saying. some really good flavors that they have. Laura, yeah. are you drinking anything? I am not. I'm being a party pooper. I only have water today. I've been feeling kinda not great lately because I'm not eating very healthy. So I didn't want to make it worse by drinking some alcohol.
0: Wine is grapes, and grapes are healthy. Ergo, you
1: got a wine point. is healthy. Uh,
2: next time, it's fermented. It's good for your gut health. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. You all have very good points. I will keep that in mind next time.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> thank if you. you. If
2: you're really feeling guilty, just throw some like fresh strawberries in there. You know, like freeze them. Not a bad cubes. idea.
1: Well, like it's jungle frozen
2: grapes. grapes. Frozen okay. grapes. I'm just thinking. All right. All right. Yeah. Need that's some a great vitamins idea. Vitamins
1: in there. <laughs> <laughs> Next time for sure. Yeah.
3: Now Just we do. know. Throw Big in breaks. an emergency into your wine. Just mix it around.
1: Oh, there you go. That, that sounds, sounds disgusting. Truly
2: hideous.
3: I don't um, appreciate
0: that I was taking a drink of wine while you said that. And mm. then it mingled. That thought mingled with my wine. I don't appreciate (laughs) that. Emma tasted
2: it because of you. I did.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. You
2: sure your video isn't going to cut out again, Rico, and you need to leave? You wish. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I'm I'm actually a little scared for this episode. So, Laura, why don't you help us dive into it? Yeah, let's let's get
1: started. Um, Again, we are discussing the book Good Deeds by Catherine Moon. Um, A reminder, this is an after dark episode so there is mature content 18 plus only um really quickly before we get into it the uh, content warnings from the author's website say kidnapping attempted sex trafficking augmented humans attempted sexual assault and mate bonding tattooing i'm gonna pick on bella Bella, God. will you read the synopsis for us? God damn it. Yep,
2: <laughs> I can. Uh, <clears throat> Nochka Umian, solo scavenger and pilot, only came to Bandelier for business. But when her first ever heat cycle hits, she has two choices. Get off the planet or find somewhere safe to ride out the heat burns. Determined to never end up mated and trapped in a kitchen, she heads into the droid district. You can't mate if the other person isn't an organic, right? Low on funds and preparing for weeks of sexual stupor, Nochka finds herself in the Nuts and Bolts, a nearly deserted, cozy house with a handful of older models, two of whom aren't even servicing. But the owner, proto-model Avon 8, is willing to trade sex for repairs, and Nochka is desperate. Everything will stay simple with droids, or it would if she didn't end up liking them all so much. If she can just make it through her heat without too many feelings, avoid the pack of Dendara's males that seem determined to catch her and figure out why women are going missing, it will all work out. It's definitely not vecking working out. Good Deeds is a full-length, insta-burn, standalone, why-choose romance novel starring a feisty heroine and five fritzing hot android heroes.
1: Thank you, Bella. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You're
2: welcome. (laughs)
1: uh so for for any listeners this was my pick um each one of our episodes we one of us picked and and so this was mine uh i love android robot artificial intelligence books so i was very excited to read this but i want to hear your guys's thoughts um I I, I'm honestly like I'm really excited to hear what Bella thinks because I know Bella has been having to read books that are not their thing. (laughs) God
2: damn it, Laura! Um, Because I really I really wanted to hear what everyone else is saying because I maybe would have adjusted my comments. Based if you want me to saying? skip you, that's no, no, fine. No, because
0: now that now you have to be first, so you can't adjust your comments based on us. Ooh, you've outed yourself.
2: I know, I did. I didn't know Laura was going to offer to let someone else go first. <laughs> <laughs> so, because Laura's nice, back and I'm not. Time. If I could go back in time. Um, <clears throat> I will say that this this was like hot and heavy right off the bat. Like first chapter, like sex was at top of mind. So um, that being said, it was it was a good book. Um, I was engaged in it the entire time just to see, would a plot emerge? How many times can you have sex if like the first chapter there's sex? Like, is it gonna be different every time? Um, and I knew this was reverse harem. Like that was like the one thing I remembered. So I was also kind of like, okay, how does this evolve into the reverse harem situation? It was better than the Gargoyle book for me. But there was a lot of mate talk. A lot of mate talk. So I'm on team. <laughs> no mating for me. That was a lot. That's where okay. I was like, Emma's going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, overall, it was interesting. Like I was actually interested in like the Android stuff, like the different models. And like, I think the author did a really good job. Like each of them had a different personality and that came through most of the time. I think sometimes like you could have interchanged them, but for the most for the most part, I'd say the majority of it I felt like they were all very different experiences and people or uh droids. So wow, droids are people. As we discuss. Rude. <laughs> They're yeah, whatever. I don't know. I just- <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> wow. We'll get into it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Emma, I guessed that you would hate all the mating that's mentioned. It's cause it's like right off the bat. It's, it's like, very she's like, quick. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to mate. I'm in my heat. I also hate things being described as like being in heat. Feels very, like, it was very, like, omegaverse It was very
0: – this was – I would classify this as, like, diet Omegaverse. Like, it's not quite there. Yeah. But it's, like, right at the, like, cusp of, like, you're using words like heat and, like – This you know, is a great entry. If You're like,
2: what's Omegaverse? This is – I don't really know what Omegaverse is, but I know enough to be like, this is great if you're curious about that. See if you like it with this
0: Very, one. very not my low thing. entry point
2: yeah. to Omegaverse. Mm-hmm. So what are your – so what are your thoughts?
0: okay so this is what I appreciate is this is a book that (laughs) knows what it is like it's a book that knows what it is and it gets right to it like Bella mentioned like the first sentence is like there's an orgy happening like right next Mm -hmm. to me this book gets right to it it's it knows what you're here for it puts you right in it it like kind of sprinkles in plot but like it, it knows what it is. And like one of the things I kept thinking yeah. about um, with this book and like other books that I've read like similarly uh, in like in terms of like the time is like meeting a book on its own merits. And so like that's kind of the ground that it lays for itself. And I think it does it well. Like yeah. the plot is there kind of like it's it's like sprinkled in. And I think the way the plot is sprinkled in, especially for the first like kind of like three quarters of the book. Is done well. Like one of the things that I talked about with Lord of Eternal Night and like that time I got drunk and saved a demon, it was like, I kind of harped on the plot of those books because those books were trying to sell me on a deeper plot. And so I'm like, if you're going to try and sell me on a deeper plot, I'm going to analyze the plot you're trying to give me. And mm-hmm. if you're not going to, and you're just going to be like, hey, this is background for all the fucking straight to it. I, I buy it. I'm having a good time with it. I get yeah. it. So mm-hmm. meeting it on its own merits, I thought that that did really well um i'm interested where you guys think that this lands because i think when we talked about sting of victory laura one of the things you talked about was like it was a good beginner level for like erotica because it wasn't very explicit and i feel like this book is like one level above beginner level and i see your face bella that you like vehemently disagree because it's so high frequency but low imagination There's, like, nothing really intense. There's no kink. It's all very straightforward sex. So Uh, it's happening a lot, but there's nothing, like, kinky or out of the box about it. So, like, you've got your beginner level. You know, there's some sex on page. And then you've got this, where there's a lot of sex on page. But it's still not, like, there's not too much happening. So, which, again, not a bad thing. Like, that's, like, there's different levels of things to look for. Mm -hmm. I thought it was written relatively well. I didn't think that they're like, it didn't jump out at me as being bad writing. Um, The one thing that like kind of, and not even kind of, the one thing that kind of, I said kind of, and then not really, and then kind of. The one thing that brought down my enjoyment that that was like sitting at the forefront of my mind once I noticed it was that I think this book has a lot of largely unintended, but very concerning language around disability and like neurodivergence that I think crosses into ableism. And while I don't think that that was at all intended, like nothing exists in a vacuum and I couldn't let go of it. Once I noticed I was like, this is kind of like really ableist in some of these characters and we'll get into it more in like the spoiler territory and I'll kind of point out the things. Um, But that kind of, that kind of killed a lot of it for me. I was like, I was having a good time with it. I was like, you know, it was, it was what it needed to be. It was giving what it needed to give. And then once I saw that I couldn't unsee it and it was like the, the forefront of everything I was reading. So like, I was having fun, but then that would come in. And so that was, you know, good and bad, high, highs and lows. And so I'm curious if like any of you guys like thought of that at all or if like that jumped up to anybody else.
1: Yes, I, I was going to also bring that up more in the spoilers just because there's obviously specific examples. Yeah. I, it did bother me starting out, but I, I tried to like just, I'm trying not to get into spoilers. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Yeah. Talk oh, <laughs> about.
3: I didn't clock any of that, so I'm, I am gonna be really curious to hear both your takes on that when we get into the spoilers.
2: So, Rico, what did you? Well, yeah. What would you? Think? Um.
3: I. I had a fucking great time with this book. This book was a lot I of fun like. for me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like. This. Uh. Yeah. Like to your point Emma this book knew exactly what it wanted to do and what it wanted to say and what it wanted to be and it was that and I was on board for it um Bella like you mentioned fucking like page one orgy happening in the background I'm like fuck yeah let's go like I can't wait to get to that (laughs) Um, but
2: it it reminded me of the tentacle book because that's how that one kind of started which was like I'm at a fucking sex house and you're like oh okay
0: well, and, yeah. and when we read her "Soul to Take," you were like, "I was enjoying this," but it took like thirty percent of the book to get a sex scene, and I was like, "Rico will be happy with this because it's yeah, immediate. absolutely, one hundred percent.
3: We're 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 straight in." Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Emma, you mentioned there's there's a lo- there's a lot of sex, but nothing beyond like very vanilla kind yeah. of like you get like little sprinkling of flavor. Like you get a little bit of a, a character kind of being more of a stud. You get a little cha- bit of a character being more of a sub, but it's never really explored. We don't really dive into any of the kinks. And even um, the, the synopsis says it's a, it's a reverse harem. Even We don't really dive into what's possible with the reverse harem type of book. It's all very, here's sexy number one. But it's very vanilla. Sexy number two, very vanilla. Sexy number three, vanilla. Blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot of it, which is fun. And it was well written. But you didn't really go deeper. You didn't really challenge ah. what can be done with any of these sex scenes. Um, so it kind of just left me uh, wanting more. Like, you know, like, just come on, give it to me. Like, you're, you, you, you tease us with an orgy on page one. Yep. And you don't ever really pay that off.
0: I wonder uh, if this is something, like, about why choose books that like i just don't get and like maybe you are also in the same boat of like why is there one woman and five men and none of these men are fucking each other
2: let's let's talk i don't about understand that why at no section. point are
0: there group activities and i don't understand we, if, that's, if should, that's also what you're getting at or if i just read too much into that, <laughs> well, we should, well
3: we i mean th- that could be a thing i feel like that's more spoilery that they don't uh, um Look, but you
2: should know that going in because it's that's very important. Spoiler.
3: No, no, that's fair. No, and especially for as robots, like you don't—they don't have any inherent sexuality. Okay, like, now
2: we're getting into a discussion. Hold on. Apology. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah, I just—I just wanted to
3: quickly address what <laughs> she said. That's it. Points. I just want to. I, d- I d- yes, Emma, I'm with you. I'm with you. We'll talk about it. Laura, your thoughts go.
1: Oh, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, like everything that all three of you said is pretty much where I am. Like I very much enjoyed reading it. I loved that it it did set the scene immediately. Um I even though the sex was very vanilla, I did like that each one of them were still different from each other. Yeah. And you got a different feeling from each one of them and so for me that was enough f- to to balance out the the vanilla, the no imagination part. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that they did have their own personalities. They didn't just feel like they were just there. And so that made it a lot more enjoyable to to get to know everybody and see how, how Nochka, uh, you know, starts feeling herself drawn to each one of them. I was actually really interested in in the societal part and like how this planet functions and like the 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 politics of things um you know it was kind of sprinkled in throughout the plot and and so I got enough but I still had questions um and then also again just because I'm really into android artificial intelligence kind of stories, I was constantly like getting into the more in-depth philosophical stuff of like the programming and and them overcoming programming and you know, trying to to decide certain things like if if they're really making a choice or not. Do they really love her or are they programmed that way, that kind of thing. Uh, so it was kind of interesting for me to be going back and forth depending on the scene. Of how i felt about everybody but overall it was it was very fun <laughs> i i'm personally glad that i picked this book <laughs> uh
3: i, I do want to also add that we're saying that a lot of the sex scenes were vanilla and, and it's coming off as maybe that's a bad thing i want to i want to clarify that i am not saying that vanilla sex is bad we are, we're not kink shaming yes. here if you're into just vanilla sex that's fine i'm not i'm not saying that is bad the only reason it was kind of an issue for me is like i said you're putting little hints of more into the sex scenes but not really going in if you just want to make them all vanilla because that's what you want fantastic I'm okay with that but if you're gonna give me hints of more Mm -hmm. if you're gonna give me hints of like dom sub hints of perhaps voyeurism I really want you to then flesh that out and and explore more uh so I just want to make sure that's very clear
1: no that's that's a good point But we, it's it's also considering some of the other books that we've read for After Dark. Some of them are very imaginative, very creative (laughs) compared to this book. So we're also, you know, comparing it to previous sex scenes that we've read. This is not to that level. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And just to add to that, before we get into like the spoiler territory, is that like her classification her race of being is described as being like very sexually like i don't know adept talented it's basically like they're built for sex very expressive very free yeah yeah Yeah. like they're yeah like they're like a pleasure race like they were yeah built for that or hmm, does i don't know evolved that way evolved thank you Uh, um so like for that, like, and she's like, oh I'm the orgy, like mm, I love orgies. And it's just like to Do to you know? Like, do you not go into that with a reverse harem was disappointing because like Rico said it was hinted from the very beginning. Like we get the download on like her species and why she's in heat and why this is a big deal, how sex is like really critical to that, and a big part of her own
1: like drive in the story. Um so yeah let's let's get into that let's go yeah let's let's get into spoilers so we can get into details here so if any of our listeners haven't read it want to read it before we jump into this pause come back um and we're gonna we're gonna get into the details here yeah okay cool Uh, a quick research. reminder, though, for content warnings: um, kidnapping, attempted sex trafficking, augmented humans, attempted sexual assault, mate bonding slash tattooing. So we may or may not address some of these topics in this discussion.
0: Augmented humans is such a weird thing to have under content warning. Like I'm, I'm a, like that's it's more a weird yeah trope. I don't know, and I feel like at this point I'm reading too much into it, but when part of what I didn't love about this book is its language around disability, I'm like, mm, yes. why did we put that in the content warnings? That's weird. That's weird to put in there. Well, yeah, let's talk about that then. Yeah, so... Uh, Rico, you had said that you that you didn't uh, clock that and were curious about it. there's so the entire premise of um, the setup here. So the entire setup of the book is that she needs sex from these uh, essentially brothel joys, these prostitutes, but she can't pay for it. Um, and so in your classic porno, like, oh, I'm going to pay with the well, actually the opposite. She's looking for the sex and needs to pay for it. So she's going to repair these broken down droids and this kind of like, malfunctioning house in exchange for sexual favors, which is I think is a fine premise. I think uh, it's, it's kind of silly and quirky and fun. And I think it sets the bar like it, it like sets the tone really well. And so like the one guy has his like arm is fully missing, has been removed. And she's like, oh, I can reattach it. And then, like, that's, like, maybe the least concerning. Like, I didn't really clock that at all as being, like, this is a limb difference. Um, That one didn't really, like, but as they started to pile up, I started to notice it more and more. So, like, I thought, like, curing blindness was, like, a little bit, you know, I don't, eh, but still kind of, like, okay, maybe this is just kind of what we're doing. It was when it got into the personality stuff that, like, it really bugged me. And it was because the... There was two of them that had like personality quirks. One that did not get fixed. So Kev was the one who he, he didn't get quote unquote fixed. He didn't get repaired. Um, but he had a personality quirk where like he needed to be constantly like moving around and organizing things and doing stuff. And I was like, all right, I kind of see what we're doing here. But then Oven Eight, the main droid, his personality that needed to be repaired, kind of came down to like he was not able to interpret or communicate humor. Or facial expressions or a lot of human emotion in the same Mm -hmm. way that other or like a lot of emotions that in the same way that other people do and he had a lot of these traits that are autistic coded like he reads as a very autistic character and I think like as we started to get more into that I was like this is reading very very close to quote-unquote curing autism which is a really bad line to walk and I think if it had just been like one of these things I wouldn't have clocked it so much but it was like that that was the entirety of it. And I think it's also really easy. I do not think the author intended this at all. I don't think this yeah, was an intentional I thing. So. I don't think she thought about this when she was writing it, but nothing exists in a vacuum. And so it's very easy to be like, oh, well, they're they're just malfunctioning robots. Like they're not real. But then you're also, you know, you're writing about these things that aren't real. So then they are carrying traits of like very real human disabilities and neurodivergences. And it would have been, I think, really easy to just make all of the repairs be on the house. And like wouldn't have really changed anything like they could have been fully functioning or even like not necessarily functioning the same as the others, but still, you know, working and doing their jobs and like just the house, you know, couldn't couldn't get anything. But it was one of those that I think once I started to notice it, I couldn't not notice it. And she kept drawing attention to it again and again, especially with like the broken, quote unquote, personality chips and things. And it just started to read. Very strangely I'm really glad Laura that you say that you also Picked up on it because I looked on Goodreads And of all of the reviews there's only like a couple hundred I think reviews but I like searched for a bunch Of things there's only one review That also feels that this book was like Really ableist like they were like really Upset about it
1: did you clock The same things? yeah I agree that it wasn't Intentional the the one that made Me most uncomfortable was Was blindness yeah um, And that was on Was it Romeo yeah. Yeah. Cuz then he was then in love with her because she cured his blindness. And, and it was it was frustrating too cuz I was like, "Oh, he's blind. Like that would, you know, that's kind of cool to have a blind character." And the the sex scene with him was it felt very romantic because he couldn't see her. It was all about feeling. It was, it was all very about tactile, touch. yeah. And then she's like, "I'm going to fix your your sight." And I was like, like he's gotten by without it. Like, why are we identifying this as something that has to get fixed? But yeah, the the other things that you mentioned too. Like, it definitely could have been more about the house. I I totally agree. And I think um, there was so much going on with the house. Like I did. Yeah, there's there so many problems with the house.
3: <laughs> like, but
1: like I did like how with uh, was it Kino? Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. He kept saying that there was something wrong with his personality, and he basically just kept saying a bunch of dad jokes. Yeah. I did like, though, that he kept saying, well, yeah, I have this problem. I need you to fix it. And she's like, I like this, though. Like, there's nothing to fix. So I would have wanted kind that of nice. same
0: energy for
1: Ovid.
3: Yeah. yeah. Not that like you pointed out, I, I see what you're saying, and, and I agree. Because I, I did really like that about the dynamic with Kino and how he kept saying all these dad jokes during sex and, and how he clocked it as a... As a problem, she's like, "No, like you're making me laugh. Like this is great." Um
0: Even the way it like worked into the actual sex scenes was very funny. Like it was a lot of fun. It.
3: I loved it so much. I, <laughs> I, I No, I mean, okay, listen, I, I make a lot of dad jokes, so on one hand,
2: I was gonna great, say, "Great,
3: fantastic," I, I, I felt seen. Um yeah. But also, that's like, why
2: I laughed, folks.
3: No, but also, like- I feel like well, this book did. More so than any other book, if any other book has even done it, I'm trying to think. Like this book put fun back into sex. Yes. Yeah. None of the other books we've read really are fun. They're all about like, oh, I just need to own her and she's mine, and it's all so fucking serious all the time. But this book was just fun. Yeah. It's like sex can be fun, and and this book highlighted that, and I and like that's why I had such a good time with it. Um, and I
0: think, I think in yeah. the, in romance as a genre, I think the, a, the concept of having fun during sex, of laughing during sex is very romantic, especially because like you said, so much of it is that like very dominant, very serious is like when you add in that dynamic, like I think it, it, even if it like downplays the like kink level of it, whatever, it ups the romantic
2: level of it, the mm-hmm. connection. I agree. Did anyone feel like their connection like happened really quickly though?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah, and it tells you that in the synopsis. She's like, this is immediate,
2: yeah, yeah, which I forgot about. So I was like, oh man, it's like an insta love, insta, well, insta burn is how like the. Well, it,
0: it
1: is sounds it. like that's also just part of her species, yeah, yeah, it's the whole so
2: mating, mating. It, it, and if I heat,
1: yeah, <laughs> it sounds like as soon as the female goes into heat, whoever she has sex with first becomes her mate. Is kind and of I, think, I think Bella happens. and I
0: have the same problem, and you correct me if I'm wrong, have the same problem with the mating trope of, like, it means you don't have to develop anything. Like, you don't have to develop a personality in this relationship or, like, develop the relationship at all because you're just, like, mates, immediate. And it's, like, the book is, like, what, 200 pages? Like, sure. But it is a problem, I think, that uh, I definitely have. And I think Bella has the same problem with the mate trope of, like, it's kind of a cop-out.
3: Well, I normally have issues with, like, the insta-love thing, too. And I, and, and I didn't have any problem with this one. Not so much because it was biological, but because I got the sense, like, there was a friendship yeah. between her and all of them. Yeah. Like, I really felt like there was a relationship between her and all the droids. That turned into very quickly love and being made, it f- sure. But it didn't seem like such a big hurdle to overcome for me. And so, like, I was on board, and maybe it was because it's in the synopsis, and I already know what I'm going to get into, and, like, fine. But, like, again, the laughing with Kino during sex, uh, you know, knowing that Romeo is a lover boy, and he's just going to fall in love, and her being at least aware of, like, sleeping with him and what that'll do to him, and she shouldn't. But, like, there's just, like, a little bit of awareness that made it okay for me. And at no point did I feel like, oh, here we go, made a trope here we go into love It's like okay I'm in like I I I enjoyed it
2: I think the part that was hard for me about it though was that their dro- their pleasure droids like they were designed to like make her feel a certain way yeah and mm. then they feel a certain way about her like Romeo in particular was like doomed to like her and I know that it for all of them they were like it's different with her and I kind of hate that trope in and of itself the like I don't know, pick me girl, um, but like, I don't know if there's a better word or- she's not like other girls. She's not like other girls. I f- <laughs> she's special. It's like the Bella Swan trope. And it's like, if, it, if
0: there's one character that reacts to you like that, sure. Five?
2: Five? Yeah. Five? So it was just, it was just like, that was a lot. And I was like, look, I get it. Like she enjoys sex. Like I, I can, I can get that. Like I, cause we're in her head most of the book. So I was like, yeah, like, they all have different, like, I get it. They all have different styles. She's getting the best of all five worlds. Like, good for her. But I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, what's going on? I don't know. It was hard for me to suspend that disbelief during that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just because, again, it was like, okay, they're just doing their job really well. Like, I I don't know what to tell you, like, what's what makes this so different for them that it's you. And then to me, that kind of tokenized her race and her her Mm -hmm. experience. So, like, I didn't love that either, that she was kind of fetishized as like an exotic creature. There's very few of them. Her race is designed to er, evolved around like sexual pleasure and I don't know, that felt kind of gross to me. So I didn't love that part of it too, where it was like, okay, yeah. Like, so they all have a, I can't even remember what her like race was called, but like they all the have. Did, yeah. Like they all have a, a a kink for her species. Like everyone did. Like the goons that are following her around, like the, uh, what's her name? The Empress or whatever. Mm-hmm. The like big bad. Duchess. The Duchess. Thank you. In the background, like I don't know, that to me was just kind of like gross. But
3: maybe we're so, you're so used to it in sci-fi that's such a that's such a common trope in sci-fi. There's always a species that is like the sex one. <laughs> like in Star Wars, it's the <laughs> Twi'leks. In Star Trek, it's it's the or- Orions, I believe. Like every sci-fi has like this species is just good at sex, and everybody wants them for sex. Yeah, so. Maybe yeah, you know, maybe just desensitized to it. Better. it. You're oh, I'm not saying it's not better. an issue. I'm not saying it's not an issue. Like hearing you talk about it, I'm glad you're pointing this you're out. You're just Fantastic. used to it. I'm, I think I'm just yeah. used to it.
2: Yeah, I'm not because I think that's a big reason I tend to not like either sci-fi or like high fantasy where we get into like different races and things. Because, like Emma said, things don't exist in a vacuum. So, like there is precedent for this in somebody's life. These are their biases and their I don't know. Desires reflected in their writing and like to me it's kind of gross when you make like one group like the desired sex object and then like most of the plot is them hunting it. But but it didn't take away from me enjoying the sex scenes or me being like, "Oh, like I'm into like I'm into the plot. Like let's keep going." It was just something in the back of my head whenever they were like, "Oh, like you're like when the the like bounty hunter guys who were mm-hmm. hunting her." Who were like, oh, like you, you want us because you're in heat, blah blah blah. You're so sexy, blah blah blah. Uh, it was so gross. I hated all of those scenes.
1: Like that would take
2: me out. I'd be like, okay, skip, 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 skip.
1: Laura, it looked like you had a, you had a point. Oh, I just, I just wanted to go back to um, how you guys were saying how they fell in love with each other really fast. Yeah. The one thing that I, the reason I buy into it is also the fact that she's always at the house. Mm -hmm. So majority of the people who go to the house for quote unquote servicing, they're only there for a few hours and then they leave. Yeah. And so I think that it's different with her because she's always there. She's always interacting with them. She's always helping them. They're always helping her. So there's more time for them to create more of a friendship that evolves into a actual relationship.
3: That
0: does remind me the one thing that I was thinking, especially as she started actually mating them. So like they're droids um, and her her species has a mating precedent, but it's not really the mating that we usually see in a mate's trope where like the usual mate's trope is like this is your soulmate. This is your like one true person. This is your whatever Mm -hmm. Um, mates among her race are seems to be just spouses because like your mate can change. She's like sometimes the other person is not your mate. And sometimes like you drop them and find a new mate. I'm like, that's just a spouse. Like, you're just,
3: yeah. you're just putting a yeah. word on that.
0: Um. So when she started mating them, the thing that I kept thinking about is, like, she talks so many times about how this is her first heat. She's made it to age 25 without having a heat, which is very rare among her race. It usually hits you when you're, like, 17. Um. And how, like, how rare it is to go this long without one and, like, how heightened emotions are. And I was like, you're in your very first heat and you've just started mating five dudes. You don't think you maybe want to take, like, some time. This feels like one of those things that shouldn't be legal. Like, legally, you're, you're, you you're should not be allowed to marry. It's like how you can't marry people when you're drunk. Legally, this should not hold up. <laughs> Do you think maybe that, our emotions are a okay. little bit heightened? That Which was another
2: like- thing that bothered yeah. me where I was like, it doesn't feel consensual because she seems to be under the influence of her own hormones. And like, maybe
0: that actually explains why the like insta love, insta burn works so well is because like uh, it's sure, not yeah. real. Like she's just got these crazy heightened emotions and they, as the droids, are playing off of that. I don't think that's the intent with this at all, but that could be how we <laughs> could read it <laughs> to like, oh, this kind of makes sense.
3: I don't have an issue with it. And here's why. She is an engineer, right? So mm. she comes out of this, she comes out of this heat and she's like, shit, I have five husbands now. And um, they're not quite what I want. You know what? I'm just going to reprogram them to be what I want. <laughs> She'll, fi- she'll fix fair. it afterwards. She could. She'll fix it afterwards, and we're all good.
2: We'll fix it in post. Sounds like a video editor. I'll fix it in post. I,
3: absolutely, Installing fix it in edit. post. You know what? It's a little blurry. I'll I'll sharpen it. Don't worry about it.
2: Oh my god! Because
0: Bella brought up the word consensual, um, does remind me of the one of them that I was so deeply uncomfortable with was Gloss.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. The Sparkle yes. Boy
0: who essentially manipulates her
2: into yes. having sex
0: with him. And there's never any payoff for that. Like, it's not treated that way. There's no consequences. He, like, fully manipulates her into having sex with him. And then she falls in love with him. I was like, are we not going to come back? Like, this was weird. Like, this was all, like, the high levels of consent that were happening in all of the other storylines was great. And then you got to him and I was like, what is this? This does not, something, one of these is not like the others. Yeah, I did not like that
2: one.
1: I I think it's a little gray area because we know she's been wanting to sleep with him. Yeah. She was just, it was implied she can't. She's yeah. not supposed to. And so I think that, I think that, yes, he definitely did manipulate, but I think she probably knew that. And yeah, you can also tell as- in that sex scene... It felt, you know, back to what Jason was saying is just, just kinds of te- kind of teasing certain things. It very much felt like she was kind of subtly. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Like egging him on. Like I, I was I'm thinking like she was the she was dominating him in a oh, way yeah. Yeah, kind sure of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I'm, two like, of them you know, the was terms. very much the teased like Dom sub that never mm-hmm. came to fruition.
1: Yeah, and like he, w- like she was having fun with it, and so you know, again, I think it's kind of a gray area with him, but I do agree. Like it did make me feel a little uncomfortable starting out.
0: Yeah, I have it listed as not non consensual, but as dubious consent. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, this one, mm, little dubious, little dubious with this one
2: yeah okay.
0: um but yeah that was kind of like their their dynamic was like low-key dom sub a little bit uh kev was the one who like we played a little bit with overstimulation um romeo obviously was like the high love one like they kind of all had their they own had their personalities. own flavor. yeah but yeah. if i had if i had a nickel for every why choose book that i read this year alone with one woman and multiple male partners, and none of those male partners had any sexual content, I would have four nickels just this year. That's <laughs> yes,
2: not a lot of nickels, but
0: it's
3: just weird
2: this that
0: year,
3: it really, four times. In Six weeks in.
0: Look, my Kindle Unlimited reads are between me and Jeff Bezos. All right. That's not the point. But this is, a, if, is this just like Dude, a thing? Is yeah. this just like, look, I read The Way <laughs> of Kings. No, no, no. I read Words of Radiance in about seven days. And then my brain was fried. And I went on Kindle Unlimited and like went to town on it. And then I was like, all right, now I'm, now I'm healed and I can go back to regular books. But like, oh, is this yeah. just like a thing with why choose? I don't understand the point or the concept of having one female partner and five male partners and none of those male partners ever so much as, like, glance at each other or, like, interact at all. And it's just, like, one-on-one sex scenes, one after that. What is the point of this? What is the point of this? I don't get it.
3: Am Especially I, this, like, with, with androids. Who yeah, are, there's, like, are, no
0: basis for sexuality.
3: No. If they're, if they're designed for pleasure, then just pleasure each other. Pleasure everybody. Like... Yeah, no, we got
2: we got teased with it between keynote yes. and floss. I like, was, I was like, man, I'm ready, I'm ready, and it didn't happen. I I'd even like, <laughs> and even um, kev Kevin, mm-hmm. right? Kevin, Kev. um, kev kev one, um, kev one. I I read it as Kevin though. Every time I was like, it's just Kevin. Anyways, um. <laughs> He was like, "Oh, like, well, we'll do some fun things later." And even she was like, "Oh, I like Gloss's ass. Like, we'll need to explore that." And I'm like, "Never." We're like halfway
1: through the book. Never happens. I was so mad was- because the author's or exp- er, uh, sexual content list includes MFM. Oh, we did not actually get. We got scenes. We yeah. got a,
2: we got like one or two where there were like two of the men in there,
1: like but those, those ones the room in, in the room. Yeah, it was but it was like kind of about people. to start.
2: Yeah, and there was one in particular. I I think it was after Kevin and her originally got together and avon was in the room i can't remember yeah, He was like it we're watching to make sure kev didn't go too far yeah
0: well I mean, he,
3: I was, like, like, he was like he was like there he was present like he, he was just he was there. On, she was on him and like kissing her so there was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah, was yeah. he was I involved but it, yeah he you're right it, it was not it, it was not to the full extent of which it was possible
2: and like it, it almost felt like a slight like a door was a door ajar sex scene like, you're kind of peeking in, but, like, there wasn't oh, a lot described. I remember, I remember exactly what you're talking about,
0: because there's a threesome that is not shown. Yes! No, because Gloss yes. tried have to no. watch it,
1: and she fucking closes the door. I was like, this yes. is bull. This is absolute bull. I thought, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought we were going to get a voyeur threesome, and I was like, yes, let's go. And then the door closed, and I was like, are you fucking kidding I, I was, me? I think my it, I note was, so was just mad. Why? <laughs> Again. If you're
2: gonna set up a reverse harem <laughs> with five men, and you're gonna say why choose, why choose? Like, I just give I me at least three
3: it. of them. F- five, five on one can be a bit much. You know, you want to write a gangbang. Yes. Fine, I, I because got you.
2: Speaking from experience,
3: yeah. for sure, for sure, it it could be a lot. You only have so many. <laughs> Anyhow, um There's
2: only so many holes. There's only okay. so many
3: holes. Well, I mean, like, there's like three holes in two hands. Like, five could work. <laughs> I'm just saying logistically, it, it could you work. Could
2: do it if you want a coward.
3: Where there's <laughs> a will, there's a way, for sure. But it could be a lot to, like juggle as a writer. <laughs> Got it. At least, at least three. You know? I
2: just, I, I just, I feel like there was some chemistry between some of these characters. Yep. Things were teased, things did not come to fruition, doors were closed. Literally. Um, so that was really disappointing where I was like, I thought, I thought, Laura, you were going to give us like the spiciest book of the, like the last two seasons. Like I was like, shit, Laura needs to pick more books. Like this is more. At least I got you. At least I
1: brought you humanoid. Yes. They.
2: Okay. That was, that was the comment I had, Laura, after this book was like, at least they're humanoid.
3: Like. (laughs)
2: I I kid you not. That was my reaction to like, okay, I'm kind of enjoying this book, probably because they're humanoid. Like, ah, uh, like, but it really does get in my head. Uh, but that's that's just me, and I don't want to yuck your yum, Rico, with your tentacles. Honestly,
3: negative one point. Could have a little more tentacles, a little more horns, throwing a tail.
2: Wait, wait, but can we also talk about like, if they're they're androids, they could have been body modded. There could have there could have been some experimentation here.
3: There's there a lot be. more that could have been explored. There
2: was so much more that we, and like at the end, we get the sex dungeon on the ship. And I was like, and they're like, oh, like we'll keep some of them. And I was like, play with the room. What? You have a sex room. Oh, oh. oh. Wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. Okay, okay. So so I, I listened to audiobooks. I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't have Kindle Unlimited. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, find the ebook. Um, was there an introduction, a hint at nodding?
0: you for bringing that up because i was gonna there starts to be there, like very quickly starts to be like almost this i think oh god it, it's like a mention of like inflating at some point yeah and i was like yeah, oh it's... we've already established this is like diet OmegaVerse, and he, there's gonna be nodding and then they're like wasn't wait can you guys
2: remind me i know you t- said this before oh oh what is nodding again? oh my god not it not it nope laura <laughs> can nope. someone send me a link so i can read it at the very least i'm
3: happy to tell you what i think it is i've not really read a whole lot of knotting no, so if right, i'm incorrect okay. and emma you want to correct me fine um, mm-hmm. um I, I believe it is when the the uh the, the penis uh mm-hmm. forms a knot inside oh, so no. that it cannot be removed
2: essentially yes Not-ing. not not knotting
0: the no not
3: k-n-o-t-t-i-n-g the
0: of, yeah the base of the penis inflates think of like a balloon so you you insert the penis and then the base inflates and it cannot be removed again. It is stuck. They are stuck together okay, until it questions. inflates and then can questions. be removed. Um, I don't have answers. This is a, how you know I've had two glasses of wine because I refuse to explain this finish to anybody. Finish that glass.
2: Ever. Finish finish that glass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there there we, we go. go. All right,
2: now pour another one. Pour another <laughs> we
3: one. appreciate your service, Emma.
2: Pour another one while yeah. I ask you a follow up question. Go for it. Um, is this is this ha- some, th- is this something that's supposed to happen in like an organic penis or is this like dogs? Us? Dogs. Thank you. Okay. It's a dog thing. Ew. Yeah. I have a male dog. I'll never look at him the same.
0: Yeah, now you know.
3: Dogs <laughs> have knots
0: and ducks have corkscrews. All right. It's, <laughs> Some animals have some really weird penises. Is a corkscrew penis
3: you. a thing? Is that is that prevalent yes. in Oh. oh uh, no, 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 to-
0: no. Sorry, not not there's no like trope for that. I thought you meant
2: like in yet. the animal kingdom. Yes, ducks do in fact have a corkscrew.
0: Rico? No,
3: I know that. Well,
2: not read a duck smut book. Absolutely not. I am putting that out there. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> so to your point
0: rico yes it starts to like tease nodding
2: which i thought it would
0: like go to fruition because she's already gone into like this diet omega verse where like she's introduced heat cycles she does call it heat burn which is like not what it's called in omega and there is exactly and i was waiting for it i was specifically looking for it there's exactly one time where she spells it wrong and it's heartburn and I, I noticed it as soon as I saw. It, I, think I, was I saw that for too. It every time I was also
2: looking for it.
0: Um, yeah, but she doesn't. Again, <laughs> like there's all these kinks that are like almost teased, Speckles. and then she's like, "Just kidding, Speckles. not gonna do that." And I'm like, "All right, this is cowardice," which is interesting because well, I didn't realize until after I read this that this is the same author of Lady of Rooksgrave Manor, which is like a huge, like really intense, I believe, monster romance.
2: Uh, Rico adds to list yeah just no. well no, so
1: she put the name she, in the chat Emma she does actually and I put this in my notes she she literally calls it inflating dick turned dendaris nodding yeah yeah yeah
0: okay yeah yeah, yeah. That, that 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 strikes a okay I've had too much to drink yeah. that was a really
1: enthusiastic agreement but that was the only that's literally the only time because I I searched it in my kindle I searched nodding mm-hmm that is the only time it's ever used is with gloss. Strange.
3: Yeah, I had to rewind the audio book. Like, I I think they just said nodding. Yeah, and I'm yeah. and I'm waiting for it to be explored a little bit more.
2: Never. Really, and
3: and it wasn't. I'm like, oh, I'm maybe. I'm really glad my brain
2: continues to delete this knowledge because you guys have definitely told me this before, but
3: <laughs> so I'm not can we, know, love Can we? I love the denial. Bit?
0: about like the plot we've talked a lot about the sex because there's it's mostly sex and a little bit of plot so the way that the plot i think is 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 kind of dribbled through the first three quarters of the book i think it's actually pretty good like there's not much of it you get like a little bit like oh i got a i got an amber alert like i got a missing persons alert interesting and then i I was it was like file that away we'll come back to that later like a couple times you get other stuff like that and then like the plot really kicks in 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 like the last quarter of the book um was anybody else struck by the fact that the plot gets really dark and the tone does not change to match it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't Now that you point that out. I didn't like it. I felt like I was I I didn't like the last like quarter of the book because of that.
0: Yeah, like I I appreciated the plot. Like I thought the the plot like worked out overall, but like the tone of this book is very light, very fluffy, very funny, very quirky. And then and the then plot human has, yeah, we get into human sex trafficking, literal sexual assault happens on page and we don't ever call it that or address what has happened. There's slavery that we don't address. There's like all these like really dark things that come out of nowhere, but the tone of the book is still like light, fluffy, funny, quirky. And I was like, Ooh, this yeah. was odd. I don't think we needed this.
2: <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. I was like, what, what am I reading now? Like I, what, Huh? Um, yeah, it kind of breezed through that. I was like, what, why we, we did this instead of the kinks. Really? We, we doubled down on plot at the end. Rico's going to be upset about this. Like I was like, Rico's going to be mad.
3: I actually kind of liked it. Um, because it was, it was, it was, it was almost cartoony. It was like,
0: it was very over the top ah, oh, it was me the entire freaking, time and I'm if, doing
3: this and it was this very like, like if it was Disney. a
2: Scooby-Doo ending.
3: Exactly. And so yeah. I, I was again, this book was just fun. Everything I think I would have liked that
0: if the plot had turned out to be like embezzling or like white collar crimes. Like that would have worked enough. so well. Fair enough. But the fact that we delved into human sex trafficking and slavery was like, oh, this was this took a turn. Wait, <laughs> did
2: anyone did anyone call that? Like no. when you were reading the book, I, I mean, told, I, I called feel it. Like, I was like Why? Why are they turning them into sex robots? Oh, sorry, Rico. In between
1: sex scenes, did you maybe catch it? Sorry, Laura. No, (laughs) no, I I didn't really think about it, but looking back, like it's kind of obvious that's probably where it's going. Like, why else would they want these women?
2: Well, at first, I was like, oh, maybe they're trying.
1: Like, and they kept bringing it up. Like, oh,
2: maybe they want them to test the robots. And I was like, I think maybe they want to. Base robots off of these women, like now they want to make female robots, and then I was like, oh my god, no, they're gonna make androids or yeah, androids are when they're half organic, half cyborgs. Cyborg, thank you. Cyborgs. It's okay, you're not science. I am not science. That's a a good show. yeah, I was like, oh no, they're making cyborg sex robots unwillingly. I was like, oh fuck, I hate this. I was like, it was no, like kind of intense. And I think, the, and then we get into
0: like the, um, she calls them the Quentins. Yeah. The, like that race, it's like, it's a race of people. They are not androids. It is a race of people who are born and bred to be bought and sold. Like they're slaves. They, that yeah. is. Full on bred slavery. And then, yeah. like, there is an on page scene of one of them being forced against their will to perform oral sex. And yeah, that I was very like uncomfortable. That. We never go back to that. And then, in the app, the thing that really concerns me is that in the afterword of the book, Catherine Moon talks about, like, this was kind of a really fun thing to write. And, like, they would love to come back to this later. Like, and then I think the way she phrases it is, like, the Quentin's anybody? And I was like, please don't make a sex book about your slaves. Like, yeah. Please don't do that. That is a bad idea. That is really weird. Because, yeah. like, we can't address in the book the fact that they're slaves for some reason or that they were forced to give sexual, uh, like, uh, contact that they didn't want to get. Like, it just got so intense. And it was, like, I yeah. felt crazy because the content was all really, like, dark and intense. But the tone was still, like, silly, funny, like, yeah. having a good time. Yeah. And, like, even the the way that it played out, like, the... Um, the carpet being, like, the coating that she needed was so funny. That was very clever. That was really funny. And I was like, this would have been a great backdrop for, like, a white-collar crime. That, like, yeah. who cares about people, like, rich people stealing from other rich people? Like, who gives a shit? But this was, like, stealing poor people for sex trafficking. Like, what did we do here?
3: Yeah. Just That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Be the downer
0: of, like, this was ableist and there was slavery
1: in it.
3: Yeah, we to no, fucking but there's... <laughs> harsh my mellow over here. I'm having a great time with this. And... <laughs>
1: yeah. It's okay to have a good time with a book, but still identify yeah. some issues. This no. is a book I feel could very much
0: have benefited from a sensitivity reader. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like somebody who's going to look at it and look specifically for issues like that, that like you didn't intend this when you wrote it. It like never crossed your mind that like, you know, this this language around ableism or racism or fetishization, like none of this was ever intended. I fully don't believe the author ever meant to write anything like that that was not in her brain um but you know our own biases our own things that come into this and it's like hey there's there's a there's a read of this that's like not super great um around some of this language importance of sensitivity readers
3: yeah and that's why we have discussions to get multiple opinions yeah so we all point out things that the others didn't see and you know give you the listener a well-rounded picture of what this book is about
0: Yeah. And if anybody who's listening to this, like didn't catch any of those things, didn't like did not see anything like that, that doesn't make you a bad person. Like, you know, it's always important to put into these kind of conversations. Like if you if you missed it, if you didn't see (laughs) that, if it didn't. Yeah. If it it didn't read that way to you, it does not mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're like promoting ableism in any way, shape or form. Like, it's just like there's just things. And I'm I'm sure there are things that we all miss. There are definitely things that I miss where I talk to somebody about a book and they're like, oh, this was kind of racist. And I'm like, I did not clock that as a white woman. That went right over my head and I didn't notice it. happens
2: so i think yeah i think it's important to acknowledge when we don't clock it how that's showing up for ourselves right like how that reaction shows up for us or how we experience the book is now changed and i think we all end up being better because of that yeah because now you recognize it in the future yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and then future book discussions maybe rico will be the one being like ahem ableism much. Emma, did you <laughs> get that? Did you You <laughs> like, well, well, that? Wow.
3: Well, did not Interesting.
2: Oh how the turntables. You're not a bad person, Emma, but
3: <laughs> I'm definitely gonna bring it up next discussion, it, even so... if it's not present.
2: I know. He's <laughs> yeah, gonna be like, did that anybody that feel up. that way? It's like you're talking about a fucking plant, idiot. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, ableism. I don't know. It felt ableist to me. I can see Rico doing that. <laughs> I'm just picking on him today. I don't know why. Sorry, Rico. I like how say today as though it's different from literally any other
0: day. <laughs> I know.
3: Day.
2: Listen, I pick on him, but today feels like extra, and I'm and I apologize.
3: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> You're apology. not even
2: drinking. You have no excuse. I have no excuse other than I did not sleep at all last night. So you mm. know, this is my brain. This is your brain on not drugs, question
3: mm. Yeah, I'm on Snickers, glass Barbella.
2: three currently. <laughs>
3: Going to Snickers, surprise, how you? <laughs> yep. Uh, I hate okay. Snickers, so fuck <laughs> oh. you,
2: Rico.
3: <laughs> Wait, Laura, okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. I'm almost positive this is a thing you brought up in the past. I can't pinpoint if it was on an episode or if it was a private discussion or what book it was. I, I almost want to say it was a long way to a small angry planet. Vec-ing. Um vecking. vec in universe slang curse words i feel like you're not a fan of this if i remember correctly i'm
1: not usually no. yeah
3: so i mean just what were your thoughts on, on it in this book i
1: i so vecking for listeners who maybe haven't read it uh was it was a term in place for fuck or fucking which felt weird to me because they still use the word fucking yeah yeah and so i was like if you're going to change the word or the slang, you should completely change it. Don't use both. In my mind. So it felt weird when I started seeing Vec and vecking. I knew what it meant. Con- context, you know, it was obvious. But I felt like this book wasn't too bad. There weren't too many different words being used. I think that was the only one. That was like the only colloquialism, right? I think it was that. And then... Um, Let's see, Jason. You you included servicing in the notes, so servicing was, was instead. My, that's, that's my note. That was just
2: more oh, like, yeah. did we like that word? I did not. But oh yeah, was... so the, I think that the, that, just,
0: that that drove home that it was sex work.
2: Like yeah, it was a service yeah. they were providing. It made it made sense, but I think like they continued to use it after they weren't. And that was my like just comment was like it was kind of u- continued to be used even after they had like mated but i think they might have been talking about like clients and stuff. i can't remember so but i think, I think Ovid
0: is the one who used it a lot with her and he's the one who was very
1: literal and like didn't yeah. Yeah. To, like social colloquialisms yeah. They some of them did switch i uh one of them i remember in the end i don't remember if it was yeah i don't remember which one but one of them did say i'm gonna make love to you Towards the end.
3: That was a Avon eight. Oh, okay. Never
1: mind.
0: Okay. Oh no, no, I do, yeah. I remember exactly what we're talking about. that Because that was like a moment where like he switched from one to the other. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um But I don't know. I don't think they used they I think they really just used the term servicing more in the beginning. And then when they started becoming more friends and kind of like, you know, falling yeah. in love with I each think other. That was my they started note was- just saying, Do you want to have sex or are you in your heat burn or something like that? Like, I that. I'm ready, let's go. <laughs> I hated
2: the, are you in your heat burn? Uh
1: I did not, I
2: don't know. I just didn't, again, it's just like kind of too omegaverse for me where I was like, no. Takes me out of it, just be like, oh, are you like down to fuck right now? Like, sure, yeah, that's better.
0: <laughs> I, like, I like the idea of Kevin like popping his head in. time. You want sex? you want sex, I loved, I loved sex. <laughs> it was like it was like i loved like, kevin who's who was was like great. a hostess who's like can i get you snack can i get you drink can i get you sex
2: that was so funny that would be great that was sure great. Him, that was him, great because i, I was, think I he was did come love. back with a snack i think he yeah. did come back with the snack
1: like i'm he pretty did. sure i would really like wake he... up to like a plate of food next to her at that's what one yeah that's yeah Yeah, Yeah. she did
0: i was really glad i hit him i was really really worried that we were gonna quote unquote fix his was like the big one i was like if we quote unquote fix kev like this is a big problem and we didn't i appreciated that we didn't i just wish we had extended the same sort of courtesy to oven of just like he's got a different kind of personality like he doesn't interpret things the same way and like that's fine we don't have to fix anything but it was kind of made a big deal of like when she quote unquote repaired him and fixed him and like he was smiling, and he had like like standard human facial expressions and emotions, and joking and sarcasm and things. And it was like, oh, that's a little, it's a little. Yeah, mm. but I was very very happy that we did not quote unquote fix Kevin.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and are- to to that point too. The only thing that she identified as wanting to fix is uh, he for some reason had permanent hologram glasses i loved that so, so i'm like much. so like they, they could have been more of like a cosmetic thing like she let tried. me fix this on you so you like look the way you want and it just goes through them
0: because they're not real and she i just imagine her like pawing at his face <laughs> of like trying to get them off and i'm I sure so the four of us are wearing glasses rico you're the odd man
2: out He's got um, him. I bet you he's got him. He has some. There
0: we go. Okay, now we're all wearing glasses. Yeah, she's like clawing them off his face, and she's like, "Oh, just kidding. Those are that's fake." That's <laughs> Sorry a <hologram."> for having <laughs> eyes
3: that work. Which
2: she never she never gets to fixing.
0: Like no, she, she mentions
1: doesn't. that it's still there at the
2: end. Yeah, I think and like to that point, I feel like that goes back to the author. Like none of this being like intentional ableism of like. She did try to sprinkle in like, oh, but I like these quirks about these guys that I've now like adop- that have adopted me into their home and who I've like now gonna I'm gonna mate with because she does talk about like Avon. She likes his like dry sense of humor. How he doesn't always like understand that like what he's doing is unintentionally funny or actually very kind or like fine perceived to be fine by her perceived as like what he intended, right? But yeah, I'm still, I'm still with you, Emma, where it was like, mm, could we like maybe just leave it at that? Like, oh, I refuse to fix you because these are just things that make you you and there's yeah. like nothing to fix. Like, because she kind of does mention like, oh, it makes him more organic that he doesn't have these like certain reactions. Like it's almost like his flaws make him appear to me to be more human, right? Um, and I think there was like a lesson in that that did not hit home. So it's almost like, she tried to not to fight the ableism but it's it was like still kind of ingrained yeah and in the plot which was kind of a bummer but yeah ultimately i don't think intentional
3: i just like the detail of um of uh, a glasses fogging up during sex <laughs>
2: I, mean, I love so it. Like, and somehow they're fogging up. Like, that was the comment. It was like, and yeah. somehow they're fogging up. And
0: I
3: was I, like, that made me laugh.
0: Do you think that in this future where we have, you know, holograms and things? So, in the early 2010s, there were the hipster glasses, there, the, these, these uh, lensless just frames that people wore because they were like trendy. Yes. Are we going to get hologram glasses? You're not actually wearing them. You just turn on a hologram and it looks like you're wearing them. And everybody who wears glasses is like, fuck you. Because I actually oh, I need hope these not. to see. I hope
2: that doesn't <laughs> happen. I hope that's not a trend.
0: We'll see. Only time will it. tell.
3: I don't need glasses. I, I knew
1: you were about to say that. Are you a sad prescription? What, are those just like like blue light glasses?
3: They're blue light. They're wow. Blue light glasses.
1: Lucky yeah. you. Sort of sad. Before we close out, I had one more question for you guys. Um, obviously, this book is Androids, they continuously talk about their programming um they talk about how they somehow overrode their programming and fell in love with her so that brings up the philosophical question of of these androids are they are they sentient at this point do you think it's still part of their programming are they really making this choice to love her like what do you what did you all think reading this
3: no just fancy dildos
0: fair Very fair. Um, I think the only one that we really get into it with is Avin. Because, like, she actually looks at his coding and, like, looks at how it's changed and how it's, like, evolving, like, a person's mind. And I I did appreciate that part of the plot where they... There was like, I thought that the, it was very clever how she wrote in um, that the droids thought that there were always new droids when they started glitching, quote unquote glitching, but like developing new coding on their own as though it was a thought process, as opposed to them developing a thought process and then a new a new version coming out. I thought that that was like a very clever thing that she put in there. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. Ovin and maybe Kevin. there was one other that we got into. I think it her, was. Go no, ahead, yeah, other? it was either
1: Kev or Keno. Yeah,
0: like, I think there it was, was only a couple awesome of them we got into it. And I guess we're supposed to extrapolate that, like, they're all the same from that, but they are also different models. And so, like, mm, I don't know about that. I think it's one of those things that, like, is there ever – I mean, honestly, there's an argument of, like, is there ever any to, like, looking too deep into something, right? Like, you can always analyze stuff. But, like, I don't think it's something that she intended at all, but – I do think that there's a there's a point where like yeah this isn't really a choice like it's still at the end of the day a robot and the question that I have is with aging and like obviously not the point of this but like she is going to age and die and they are yeah. not it's like every vampire novel you've ever read except that they can't turn her into a droid
2: she does want to <laughs> say like are you still gonna love me when I'm old and no longer have my heat heat courses Okay,
3: right? right. is that her
2: menopause yeah, I got that, Rico. Basically, that's kind of how I read yeah. it. So, And they were like, yes, we'll still be with you. But I was a bit like, again, it's like, do you want to be with these like young, hot people when you're like, I'm no longer sexually <laughs> attractive?
1: I mean, yes. <laughs> but like, what? It, well, I, don't, I don't know. She kind of gave me aura. the
2: sense of like, I won't be interested in sex as much by then. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Those are all great questions, though.
1: Well getting getting back to what you said Emma with with how they said that they get these glitches and I don't know if I if I understood this correctly. Is it that when they get to a certain age, they start to glitch out, they start to form their actual own personalities by that time. and then because so. it seems like a glitch, that's when they try and go get repairs and like the company resets them.
0: What I understood it as, and if anybody else had like opposite thoughts, you let me know. But like what I understood it as, is that at a certain point, they start developing their own code, which the translation there is that they basically start thinking for themselves. They become sentient, for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word. They start Mm -hmm. developing their own code. They become sentient and they start evolving and changing the way that people do. And at that point, the company makes that model obsolete because it's gotten to a point where they're starting to think for themselves and they put on a new model. And so the way that the droids see that is that we've started glitching. This is not supposed to happen and we are not obsolete and they're going to get rid of us. And the only reason that I guess, I, I guess the question there is why was oven allowed to be uh, allowed to continue? Because the, the rest of them is easy. He purchased them from the scrap heap. Like they were going to be recycled and he got them out of it. But like, what was the original catalyst? Like, how did he get out of that? Other than the fact that like, what's her face? The Empress, not Empress, whatever, Duchess. Not Duchess. Um, whatever her title was the the duchess lady um like wanted to do some some sort of experiment like what happens when we let him think that he's going to be allowed to buy himself out of this contract um yeah so i think they start to develop their own coding which the translation between droid to human would be like their own thinking process and then uh the the company's like "Er, that's not good we got to get rid of that and just throw in a new model
1: so do you think then they're to the point where they're, they are sentient and making their own choices? I think they're on their way. Because we talked earlier about how they're programmed to be a certain way for their their clients, right? Yeah. So at what point do we, like, I don't know, I feel like there's like a weird...
3: I don't think they are quite sentient. Yeah, um, mostly because they they pretty much follow their original programming. Their personality types are very tied into what originally programmed. Like if we had Romeo who was a lover boy, but he didn't love anybody, and he went away from that programming, then I could buy that he's sentient. If we had. You know, mm-hmm. Gloss, was what was his motto? A uh, Sparkle Boy. Sparkle Boy. You know, if he was, um, I, don't, I don't know what the opposite of a Sparkle Boy would be, but like, you know what I mean? Like, they're still tied very much to what they were programmed to be, and if we saw them really different from that, then I'd buy in more to the fact that they are sentient now. I think they're on their way. I think this is very early on in, this, in, the, in the evolution of them as sentient androids, sentient artificial beings, uh, but we're not quite there yet.
1: What about like Romeo? Yeah, he's not in love with anyone else anymore.
3: That's that. But he's still in love with somebody. That is just his programming being uh, altered. Like choosing programming being like yeah. you know it's still it's still operating under the parameters of which he was programmed it's mm-hmm. just not, you know like when you, okay. when you all those artificial intelligence stories of like oh we're here to protect humanity and the best way to protect humanity is to like enslave them because they'll destroy themselves we have so we need to enslave them right so like they're still operating under their initial function it's just a corruption of that i feel like that's what he okay. is okay he is he is programmed to love is this now a corruption where he's only loving one person?
1: Okay, okay, I get that.
0: <laughs> Do you think Catherine Moon thought of any of this?
3: <laughs> no.
1: That's a good we, question. Probably uh, not. A quick no.
2: Just
0: reading so much into this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun of this podcast. I one honestly yeah. one of my favorite parts of doing these podcasts is like reading so much deeper than the book was ever intended to be looked at. I and I love that so much.
3: Oh yeah, agreed. Yeah.
1: No, this, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> sometimes we go a little too hard with with the criticism, but you know, sometimes I stand they by it. everything I said about Sting of Victory. <laughs> oh no, we're not <laughs> arguing any of that.
2: No one's arguing that.
1: Not even me. <laughs> not even. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. It's currently rated four point thirteen out of over 4,000 ratings on Goodreads, um, what would you all rate it, uh, story and smut? Story three, smut,
2: three and a half, four. Like overall, I feel like, I don't know, three and a half, four overall, it was fun. Uh, Even though there were some things that bothered me, I was ultimately like, it was pretty good. Like, I didn't hate my time reading it. I don't know. Probably like a three and a half then.
0: Okay. Okay. I would have to say overall, three stars. Story, three, smut, two. Two out of five on the smut. It's, again, fair. because it comes down to the fact that there's a lot oh, of it, but it's yes. very unimaginative. Yes. There's high frequency, low imagination.
2: I agree. I think I lower mine to a three on the smut. So just a three across the board.
3: Jason? Uh, I, I I enjoyed the story. I, I did enjoy the the story. I liked the peppering in of detail that paid off at the end. It, it felt very much like a mystery novel to me in that, like, once you get the big reveal, you're like, oh, there were all the threads that I just wasn't picking up on. Um, so, I mean, I'd give probably the story a five. i uh, Sorry, not a five, a four. Four. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was sorry. like, what? So, really? Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. Um, And then the smut, I'd give it a three, I think. I I think it was solid. I think I had fun with all the sex scenes. I think they were well written. They were enjoyable. Um, There was nothing groundbreaking. It did not do more than it had to. So much was set up, and it could have gone deeper. It could have gone further, which is the only reason I'm not giving it more than that. Um, Only because it was teased. Again, like if we're reading a Pride and Prejudice muddy retelling and you're giving me nothing but vanilla sex scenes that makes sense of the era like that's fine i'm not going to expect more but if right. you're giving me a pleasure planet with a species with a
2: pleasure race yeah
3: you know and then androids who can do whatever the fuck you want them to do right they don't have inherent sexualities they should be fucking each other nonstop their penises should be changing and vibrating and doing <laughs> all that like give me more it's all it's yeah, all Yeah, the there's
2: only sp- really one character who's like started to use like vibrations and stuff and i was like yeah where's more of that
3: Go yeah on. so three uh overall i'm gonna give this book a four i did enjoy i really did enjoy it i had a good time uh with the book i think it's a fun book and um and uh yeah i think it was a good solid choice for a last after dark episode for the season so, yeah good job, and on a high note yeah mm-hmm.
1: laura how, how do you laura. feel
0: overall about your pick
1: um i i'm gonna same writings that jason just said i i think the story overall was very interesting so i'll probably give it a four the smut again wasn't as imaginative as we are used to reading but it it wasn't bad either so i would give that a three so overall i'll probably give it a four on on goodreads because i did i did very much enjoy it despite some of the issues we did discuss um and if if Catherine Moon ever goes back to the universe and writes us another book, I will gladly pick it up. So, um and and Emma, you you mentioned before very early on that this is a pretty probably a pretty good kind of starter beginner book yeah. for people looking to get into smut. I think it was interesting enough, but uh less adventurous. For people who might be a little bit more uncomfortable with reading sex scenes, so I would recommend it to anyone who is considering trying out reading some.
3: I feel like the last few books we've read, or very often, we always say this is a good intro. This is a good intro. We say that very often. We
1: gotta start picking
0: some more hardcore shit. Is what that's you're what saying. I'm saying?
3: I don't want an intro <laughs> book anymore. I want exactly. fucking level five. I, I'm next book I'm picking. Fuck wow. intro. I, what a great segue. Going.
2: Am I? Is it my pick next? I think we're raffling. We might change how we pick oh, books. Shit.
1: Also, I have one. So this is our last After Dark episode for this season. Oh, so we're gonna start over when the next season starts.
0: When's the next season? Because I have a pick.
3: May. <laughs> well, the season. May. May. I thought,
1: it, I thought we were just continuing the cycle. I was like,
3: I'm I mean, if like go. if you got a book ready to go and you want to start off the season, and you think it's a good, I'm fine with that. I'm. <laughs>
1: that's fine with me. I'm fine
2: with that too. I want oh, yeah. to change how we pick books. So I'm down with Emma. Commandeering
3: <laughs> this. Do you want to tell us what you want us to read or, or should we just wait?
2: I do. I do. I do.
0: Um, and this, this, okay. I have a question for all of you that we've answered a little bit here and Bella's going to be very unhappy.
3: <laughs> I love it. Uh-oh. How
0: much Uh-oh. do you know about Omegaverse?
1: Oh no. I don't, I'm honestly don't know enough.
2: Love that. Are you going to make us read Bride? I'll read Bride.
0: No, and here's the thing, oh. Bride, uh, Bella's talking about Bride by Ali Hazelwood, which I did read this weekend, is great. Bride is not Omegaverse. I, I would heard not it call like... it, it's not Omegaverse. Okay. Okay. Um, my pick is called Dark City Omega by, I believe, Elizabeth Stevens. Oh, no. It is very much an Omegaverse book, and, oh, uh, no. that is, that's, and I, I'm curious what everybody's, what do y'all know about Omegaverse?
1: Wait, 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 Emma, I know, have you, I read, like. you read this book already? I
0: have not read this book.
1: I have not read it. Okay, this book.
0: okay. A friend of mine really, really loves it, but I have not read it.
3: Okay, I'm down. I'm down. I don't know. I, I've never read an Omegaverse Has Overs nobody Overs
0: here Overs? read anything Omegaverse? Nope. Nope. Love that. Very exciting. I'm I'm down to try reading one. So, as far as I know, and I could be, I could, you know, eat my hat on the next episode, Jason, if you're asking, you know, oh, we gotta go higher on the smut level, we gotta go more weird, we gotta go stranger, I think I think this can deliver.
3: I'm I'm so in, I'm excited.
1: It's a four hundred page book. It is. It's like a four hundred seventeen oh, pages. Oh, just
3: and, and three hundred of those are nodding.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say expected better from you, Emma.
1: You shouldn't, Bella. You should. If you, I
2: thought we were getting Pride and
3: Prejudice,
2: Smutty Edition. I can You and I can still
0: read that. But for After Dark, we're all we're all gonna read some Omegaverse, I think for the next After Dark,
1: <laughs> I'm down.
3: I'm excited. I'm excited. All
1: right. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll figure I'll out. I'll be where, there when in season. The next <laughs> season, we'll have
3: it. No, I will. I will show up.
1: I will show up. Can't
2: promise I'm gonna finish it. I'm calling it now. <laughs> I'm gonna do my gosh darn best.
1: Look, at least you're gonna That'll try.
0: I, a friend of mine like really, really likes this book. She's read it two or three times and says it's really good.
2: Oh, wow. So okay.
0: I hope it's good. I hope we all like it.
2: You know, people on Goodreads really like some of the books we pick, and they're not always for us, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'll be the judge of that.
1: All right. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in for this uh, episode of Shit We Read After Dark. We're coming up on the end of our season. I'm kind of excited to get started on planning our next season. Um, If anyone has read this book and would like to let us know your thoughts on it, you can find us on social media at shit we've read. We're on Instagram X. We're not on X. (laughs) We're not on X. Okay, my bad. (laughs) I don't know what they all are anymore.
3: <laughs> we're on Sorry. MySpace, we're on Friendster, we're on,
1: oh. we're on Foursquare,
3: on GeoCities. Find our uh,
1: Dang, going uh, way back. Yeah, Google, Zanga. Google Plus. What was it? Oh, okay. yeah, I forgot
3: Google cool. had their own thing for Google a minute.
1: Plus. Google Plus. Holy <laughs>
3: shit, rip Google Plus, you know?
1: Lasted for all of two minutes. They really tried to be Facebook. Um, Emma would you like to share your socials With the good listeners
0: You can find me everywhere now At Emma Skies As I have officially finally gotten my Instagram changed uh, You Woo-hoo. can find me at Emma Skies On Instagram On TikTok There is technically a Twitter page But I don't use it anymore I abandon that uh, But yes those are <laughs> the places you can find me twi- twi- t- Oh my god Jesus Christ TikTok and Instagram I have had three glasses of wine
1: and now you're having water. So and now I have like a good. gallon of water.
0: I have a half gallon of water, and oh, I can like I can gallon. I can feel it good. in my face that I'm let being be responsible.
3: A, let this be a note: if you ever go out and drink, make sure you drink water. You know, a good rule of thumb: have a drink, have a glass of water. Have a drink, have a glass of water. You know, I don't be think responsible. I've never
1: seen
2: Rico drink water.
1: And then read a smutty book. I read a smutty book. There you
2: book. go. <laughs>
1: Alright, thank you you three for joining me for this discussion. I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that, for the most part, we enjoyed this book. <laughs> and uh, we will be back for our finale next month. Bye. Alright. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Shit We've Read After Dark is hosted by Laura Benson, Jason Rico, Bella Romero, and Emma Skies with an introduction by Jessilee Windhouse and editing by Jason Rico.
1: To join the discussion, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.
3: For more information about us or to request transcripts, please visit shitreavread.com.
1: This podcast
2: is part of the Bylo Network. Visit bylonetwork.com for more great geeky podcasts. And thank you so much for listening.